All right, we're back at you with another edition of our Talking with Friends podcast. I'm Sports Animation Director Levi Converse, and with me, just like last time, is one of my GAs, Kayla Allen. Hello, Kayla, guys. You ready for another one? Trying, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, let's get going. We have a very special guest today, our Associate VP of Athletics, Dr. Rob Ramsire, is with us. He's kind of to join us. I think, Rob, it's important to have you on here because uh, one thing, just like last time we had you on, you know, I get to see every day pretty much the administration. We see a Kayla sees you most of the time. Our listeners don't always get to get blessed with hearing you and hearing all the information you have and getting to know you and stuff. So I think it's really important to have you on here. Well, thanks, Levi. Blessed is probably a strong statement. Oh, we, we, we go strong. We try to go as strong as we can. So got to take advantage of that. So what a year it's been so far, Rob. Right now on campus, we're kind of gearing up for the – Basketball doubleheader Saturday against Tabor College. Women's basketball has massive seating implications. Uh, 92.3 will be here. Um, Pat Straith will be here doing that game on the radio, and we're doing all kinds of promotion for that. Um, such a big game for them. And then the men is on a two-game winning streak. How much fun has the women's basketball team been so far this year, though? I mean, it kind of – I don't want to say come out of nowhere, but it seemed like going in this year, so many newcomers, maybe a year or two away from being at the top of the conference – but Dean Jetterson's done a really nice job of really gelling everything together and getting them playing well. Yeah, we're we're just so so proud of that program. I mean, it um, it's been a tough tough sledding the last couple of years to get it to where it's at now, and and Dean's done a done a nice job just staying steady and working through it. And um, I'm pretty sure it was the first like meaningful regular season game that program's had in five years. Um, and you know, I I might have been the only guy at the end of the game. Just still excited when we got beat last night by Sterling, just because we got to experience that environment. And I hope all our student athletes in their career get to experience that postseason energy, the the, the pressure, the the fun that comes along with it. And um, yeah, that was just a just a really neat moment to get to, to see them compete in that environment. Yeah, it was fun. I was doing softball last night. I was watching the game during that, and you could tell the vibe that was in and within the building. Um, we played to that level in the first half, led by six. And then as great, great teams do, they did take over in the second half. But it seemed like we was on that level and really competed well on that environment for most of the game. Yeah, you know, and it got away from us late. It, it, at least in my young career, I've seen it over and over. Of The first time you get on a stage as a program or the first time in a while, um, all the emotions, all the nerves that go with it, it's hard to perform. So to get yeah. out there, get to do it. And um, we still got the most important part of our important part of our season left. I think just, uh, yeah, they're 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 ready to go. And you know, again, we're just awfully proud of all of them. Yeah, and then the men are starting to trend well as well. Two wins in a row. They took care of business last night. Austin in his first season, um, you know, kind of a I won't say rebuilding year, but kind of a transitional year for sure. But they seem to be coming together pretty well right now. And they got a chance to make it three in a row on Saturday. Yeah, they 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 should be favored to win on Saturday, and they're 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 starting to trend well, like you said. Um, for them, I was actually talking to them this morning, um, every game counts for the Commissioner's Cup. And mm-hmm. if they went out, they'll get eighth in the conference. Um, potentially how things play out, we like what that does for the conference tournament seating. And um, they could play with anybody. You know, it's one of those teams. We could lose to anybody. We could beat anybody. Uh, but in terms of we want to be the, the top school in the conference in terms of Commissioner's Cup, and that's one of our goals. And um, them finishing strong could be the difference of two or three points, which last year I think we lost, was it two Two points, something like mm-hmm. that, Levi. Yeah, so, yeah. So that stuff that yeah. matters. So we're we're hoping they uh, they they carry the carry the water there. So yeah, so. It, it was a, it was a tough setback with the Commissioners Cup last year. It was so close. We followed it all year long. It looked like we had a great shot, just come up short. But yeah, the eight seed. You mentioned the eight seed. That's important because the first round of the tournament, the top eight teams will host 
the first round games. So, well, the f- top three get a bye this year, but four through eight will host. So if they get that eight spot, they're going to get at least one game back home. Um, so that'd be fun to have the men and women both at home in the KC turn for at least one game. It'd be great. And then we're really hoping the women finish strong because there's a good chance if, if they get the second bid to the postseason, the NEI postseason, um, they could be playing at Garvey. And um, you were at that tournament last year. Yeah. We'll host it no matter what, but to have one of our own teams getting to play in an unbelievable environment in the postseason would be pretty cool. Yeah, I was there last year. Obviously, we was all there, and it was such a great atmosphere. And we was talking, you know, we had restrictions last year with the fans and stuff, and we're talking this year. If we hosted that without restrictions, just how fun environment that would actually be. It would be a party. (laughs) I literally can't wait for that. Postseason basketball is one of my favorite times of the year once we get to that. It's so much fun to get to. And talking about the Commissioner's Cup, one team that always does its part is track. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it again this year. I just posted an article. Um, the new USTF CCCA ratings come out. The men are now fifth in the country. Top one. five. Women 18th still hanging strong in that top 25 pole. Um, you know, since I've been here, the track programs, Cole Davis obviously was, was here. He had a strong program. And now Henry, Henry Brown is just taking it and running with it, making his mark as well. From the administration side, and then you're also on the coaching side, what do you think is the key to maintaining such a dominant program like they have year in and year out, always in the elite status? Yeah, it's been, um, gosh, probably the better part of a decade. We, we've been there well before me or you. Yeah. And um, Cole gets a lot of credit for getting it going. Yeah. Um, and building an environment people want to be a part of. And Kayla probably knows it more than me. She, she experienced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we found ways to score. Um, in a lot of different events, we're not dependent on just sprinters or just distance runners or just throwers. Um, I mean, you look at last weekend even when um, Alan Henderson set a school record. Uh, Courtney won the won the shot, I believe, or mm-hmm. weight throw. And weight throw yeah. We had a had a sprinter set a record. There's just it's it's multifaceted, mm-hmm. and I also think we've had really good coaches, but we're also set up well with a great facility uh, to do well. So we've been able to build numbers to get a lot of people scoring in conference and national meets. And really in that program, and when we hired Henry, we're, we're hoping we're set up um, to a point where if everything hits right at, at a national meet, we, we, we could be top two or three and maybe win it. But there's just a lot that goes into it, a lot of luck, quite mm-hmm. frankly, people feeling good on the, on the right day. But we're hoping to put it in a position where if all the cards fall right, we're in the conversation at the end of it. Yeah, I think we're trending towards that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, right now it's looking like guys are possible to get, like, third for nationals. That's kind of the goal right now. Um, A big thing, I think, like you said, was when I was part of the program, I felt like it was very track heavy. Or, sorry, very, like, sprinter heavy, which is, like, fine. Um, But I think a big thing that Brun has done is he has brought in a lot of, like, other pieces that have helped, like with Imad and Brayden and Courtney, like, throwers and distance and a lot of, like, jumpers, and we are scoring points from every area now rather than mostly sprints and then having some key, like, focus points. So I think that's really helped us and will help us in a couple weeks when we're on nationals as well. So it's exciting to see. Race walking is a huge one. We're kind of ahead of the curve on Mm -hmm. that. Coach Parr's doing a good job and bringing in people like Kayla. Um, And then – even Emod shows Colt Davis's impact on the program. Mm-hmm. He was Cole was the head coach at the school Emod was at. They shut the shut the I can't remember if it was the athletic department or the school. Yeah, down. they shut the program. They down. shut the whole pro all of it down. Yeah. Yeah, and then Cole encouraged him to come here. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank uh, God Cole, he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> Cole, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll be listening. Emod's a Denver, Colorado native, right up there um, where where Cole was at from here. Yeah, and I mean he's been a blast though to follow this year. I mean he's. 
he cross country he was huge in that. Um, finished well in the KCAC nationally. One of our probably our top finish in the cross country, at least since I've been here. We yeah. talked about that, how good he was. And now track, he's got a top ten mark in the nation, the mile run, and a top five in the three thousand meter run. I mean, he's been tremendous this year. Yep. Yeah, he has really like blown, I think, everyone away. Um, already qualifying for three events at nationals, which is huge. And then conference, he's going to go out and run the 5K in the slow heat. And it's quite possible that he could still qualify with that, given his talent and his, like, dedication to the sport. Uh, it is really exciting to see. And, like, being in front of him, talking to him about, like, his mindset is he is just, like, so dedicated to the sport. He deeply loves it, and that's why, it's, like, he's able to do these things is because he's just so passionate about it. Yeah, so we'll be following them. Um, KCAC meet is going to be February the 19th, week after next. Henry said that they're going to be at Pitt State, just a little bit of a tune-up mm-hmm. before that. And then just a heads up, he is going to be a guest on our podcast in two weeks, right? Yep. Him and, yeah, Emod both. That's yep. going to be fun. Yeah, something to look forward to. Yeah. So we booked them. Kayla booked them, actually, to be on. I, I said, that's awesome. We need to do that. Yeah, so that'll be fun to Hen- hear them. Henry was a guest on with us last year, and he was he was fun to talk to. We had a lot of fun Yeah, with he's this. a cool dude. Yeah, <laughs> we, had, we had a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, that's coming up in two weeks. But, Rob, I want to step aside a little bit to the administration, um, the administrative side of things. We've had the Garvey Renovation Project over the summer, and we've had enough time. Now I know we've covered immensely, and it's been so much fun to be a part of for me and all of us. But – um, we've kind of had enough time now to see the impact that it's had um, with the new weight room and the new administration offices, just the overall look, the Hall of Fame kiosk that we've put together kind of. Um, how What would you say the impact has been with everything? Because we've kind of been able to see what it's done now. Yeah. You know, it serves our, our student-athletes well. We have space, just space now, you know, classrooms yeah. to meet in, weight room. The thing I like the most, and it's for – students, faculty, and staff is, I think it's approved everybody's quality of life. You know, it doesn't feel like just an old dingy building anymore. I wish we could do some improvements to the south side offices still, and and we'll try. Um, But even like the, um, there's some hallways that used to just uh, make me depressed when I walked through, and now they're painted. And I I just think it's a better place to come to every day. So, uh, when you walk in, there's energy instead of uh, this is a dark, dingy hallway, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. the weight room, it's not small and crowded. It's high vaulted ceilings in their space. And it's just, um, yeah, I just think it's something that's going to matter to help kids perform their best, but also just enjoy being here. And that's a that's a piece. That, being a student athlete's hard. There's so much that goes into it. Um, and I think some of the most valuable things kids learn are the hard things, you know, um, responding from adversity, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, we also need to enjoy it. So I think this is something that, that helps that. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about um, the NAI tournament that we're hosting, and I want to get just a little bit into that from a community standpoint because last year it seemed like we, we had fans from all over, all over coming in. We had um, fans from the community, fans from different schools coming in. And what do you think is the impact on that from an athletic standpoint to be able to host that again this year? And, again, no restrictions. That's going to be even better for us if we host it. Even better for if our team is playing. So what would you say the impact for that has been athletically? You know, I, I think our folks get to see it and think, gosh, it'd be cool to compete in that environment. Uh, but I think we're building a reputation um, of running a great event, Scott and Kayla and Jillian and you on the sports information side. I, uh, it, it's funny. Sometimes I, I wish I could just walk around with, like, a camera on my neck because people come up and give me the compliments, but it's you all doing the work, <laughs> you know. And, um, and it's just – that's one of the big takeaways is, is I got compliment after compliment of how professional and how the environment and 
down to even like the the room we provided food for for officials. Uh, people just said it was first class event, and um, that's kudos to Scott and his team, and you and your team, and um, and hopefully our coaches, our, our our student athletes come and see that and go, man, let's let's stay around in the summer. Let's yeah. um, you know whatever we need to do to to work hard to get there because. It's an awful lot of fun, and I hope all our students get to experience that environment once or twice in their career. Yeah, and we're talking about the campus impact and stuff. I, I want to touch a little bit on FCA as well, the job that Keith Towns has done since he's been here. Um, he was a guest with us last year on our podcast and some of the programs that he's done. We've had FCA night this year for basketball that, that, that benefited him and stuff, his on-campus impact. So talk about kind of what he's brought to the campus since that started because I think it's a great thing that we've started here recently, it's just continuing to grow, I believe. So kind of talk about what he has done so far since he's been on campus. Oh, he's been incredible. He just feels like part of the staff now. Uh, but, but there's really two prongs, and it was a national pilot for FCA, and two schools have taken it on since then. Um, but FCA's goal is they want an FCA-trained coach in every community in Kansas. So the foundation of the conversation started there, and then how do we provide support for our coaches? So we, we scholarship or provide partial scholarships to two FCA interns a, a year. And the hope is they'll be trained weekly by Keith. They, they run the weekly meeting, that kind of thing. And eventually they're FCA trained people going out into their communities and hopefully impacting their athletic communities um, wherever they live, well beyond the sport. But I mean impacting lives, having faith conversations, that kind of thing. And for us, it got somebody here um, that – I mean, Keith meets with over 10 of our staff every week, either individually, small groups, and just provides support and an avenue for coaches, for somebody to pray with, somebody just to, to be there for them. Because being a coach is hard, and it's, it's lonely. So to provide that support and then one need outgrowth, I think we're on the kind of the front end of a national pilot again. Is uh, I'm a big believer, we're a big believer in 3D coaching, which is holistic coaching. Um, it gets beyond just the, just the sport and research shows – 75-80% of coaches only focus on the technical aspects of the sport and they'll get to the hard issues. And um, that's where we want to go. I think there's there's value there. So Keith started doing small group Bible studies, essentially, with our new coaches that start. They were required to do a 16-week study on 3D coaching. And all the feedback was like, this is good stuff. How can we keep doing it? And as luck would have it, one of our new assistant football coaches is a national 3D speaker. So now we have him on staff who's doing training with coaches. He's done talks, staff meetings, and now we're getting to work on some, some small group stuff similarly uh, to work at some of the dimensions. But to provide our tools, our coaches' tools to do their jobs well, hopefully enjoy their jobs, make their student-athletes enjoy being on the team more. And, um, I, yeah, it's just been terribly exciting. And uh, quite frankly, I mean, even if somebody's not totally into it, long-term they're probably not going to fit here. They're probably going to want to go somewhere else as a coach. But there's also a piece of it's coaching the 21st century athlete. Gone are the days of the old school coach that, you know, people just do something for you because you yell. Um, one, that's not the way to treat anybody. Two, um, it's just not effective anymore. Right. So it's providing our coaches tools to do yeah. that. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned the 3D coaching because I, I can't hear that. I know it's not football season yet, but I can't hear that without mentioning the impact Jeremy Reed has had. That's him, um, our offensive coordinator, assistant football coach under Terry Harrison. And that whole staff, though, I mean, Terry, Jeremy, Eric, you know, Paul, all of them that I, that's here, it's been nothing but positive yeah. for me, nothing but positive feedback. They've done tremendous since they've been here. They really have. Yeah, they know. just brought a lot of positive energy. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just they're fun guys that work hard. They are. Yeah, zero, zero negative. They've been awesome. All right, Kaylee, got anything to add for Rob before we get a Super Bowl pick for Sunday? No. 
Oh. We, we can't. Remember, Super Bowl, we, we, yeah, let's we, get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know who's playing now, right? Yes, the Rams and the Bengals. The Rams, not the Ravens. Yeah, yesterday Thank I you, said I the know. Ravens. <laughs> yesterday she said the Ravens. I was scrambling trying to remember who was playing. And I, and I said, we're getting there. We're getting there. It isn't our team, yeah. but the Ravens are the AFC, the Rams are the NFC. So, mm-hmm. not, you know, but pretty close. Okay. So, Rams and the Bengals, you do know that, right? Mm-hmm. Have I watched any of the season? No. It doesn't sound like it. But we're <laughs> going to get you there. I told her by this time next year, she is going to be describing the X's and O's on here. She's going to be breaking down film. and But we're, it's a process. We're That's gonna, what he hopes for, yeah. but I don't foresee that. We're, we're going to get her there. Yeah. Who do you like, Rob? Rams and Bengals. Who you got? Um, I could care less, quite frankly. <laughs> we're fair-weather Chiefs fans in our house. Yeah. So we watch them in the playoffs. My wife would be mad at me, though, if I didn't pick the team that beat the Chiefs to win. Bengals? So okay. Bengals, so I'll pick them. Yep. I'll make my pick here in a few minutes, but I'm I'm trending that way. So I'll get Kayla's pick here to official pick um, here I later. I say the Rams because my best friend really likes the Rams. Okay. So. All right. That's all I have to go off of. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, we're not Fairweather Cowboys fans in my house, so that's why we take it hard when they lost the playoffs. <laughs> Sometimes I wish we was, though. It'd be easier, but I, I like that. All right. Bengals. We got one of you each. Okay. We'll go with that. All right, Rob, thanks a bunch for joining. It's been a lot of fun, exciting times here on campus. Yeah, it's just the best is yet to come, though. Yeah, so, thank, thank you for having me. Appreciate you both. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Rob. All right, that's our Associate VP of Athletics, Dr. Rob Ramsar, does a tremendous job here with campus, and it's just a lot of fun, and the best is still to come. All right, so, Kayla, you're going with the Rams. Yes. Then. Okay, I like your reasoning. It's it's somewhat random, but not totally yeah, random. It's, it's very it's, random. I have nothing I mean, to base it off of, like you know. So, got to take what I can get. Yeah, I got you. I got you. All right, I'm picking the Bengals. Okay. I kind of spoiled it a little bit before, but mm-hmm. I'm picking the Bengals. I just I'll tell you this, and I, I'm not going to ramble a lot because you won't know really what probably what I'm talking about yet. <laughs> We're going to get you there, but I'll just keep it brief. But the Rams have more talent on paper. Mm-hmm. They have. Quarterback is pretty even. I might go with Joe Burrow over Matthew Stafford, but it's pretty even. Stafford's a good quarterback. Uh, Rams have the best receiver in the league, Cooper Cup, who had one of the best single-season um, receiving yards we'll ever see. Uh, he nearly broke Calvin Johnson's single-season record. He did play 17 games, but still, he, he was close to that. Um, Rams' defensive line is, is better. Aaron Donald's probably the best defensive tackle in the game. Jalen Ramsey might be the best cornerback in the game. Um the Rams' offensive line is better. The Bengals' offensive line struggled this year. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times at Tennessee, but they still found the way to win. But I just have a feeling about this Bengals team. Jamar Chase, the great receiver, Joe Mixon, good running game. The offense, I think, they're just they win it. They're down twenty-one to three at Kansas State. They come back and win in overtime. It's just one of those feelings. They're four and a half point underdogs, but it's one of those feelings that I have. So I'm going with the Bengals. It's just kind of a hunch. But the Rams are better on paper. So if they win, it's not going to be a surprise. So we'll have to see what happens. Yep, yep. Are you going to watch it? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. At least watch the commercials? Uh, yeah, at least the commercials. <laughs> at least the halftime show. You know who's on the halftime show, is it? Um, you know, I can't remember. I was told it's like a handful of people, but it should be really good. Is it, is, it's a, it is a handful of people. I remember who it was, and I forget. It's the I believe it's the Pepsi halftime show. Um, but yeah, there were several several acts on there, mm-hmm. but I I kind of forget who it is. I have to look it up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, so big weekend on campus. Before we go, we want to let you know about that. A reminder one more time: in the Garvey Center Saturday night, um, the Women's Falcons with a major major game against Tabor College. Second seed most likely on the line. 
Falcons won at Tabor earlier in the year in overtime up in Hillsboro. They'll face Tabor again. Tabor's in second place by one game over the Falcons, but we win Saturday night, then we will tie him for the second spot and then have the tiebreaker as well. So then we host Kansas West in the next Saturday with a chance to possibly clinch a second seed. So second seed is massive in case you don't know how the format works. If you finish second in the KCAC, you're guaranteed a spot in the NEI tournament, provided either you or the number one seed wins a tournament. Now, if somebody else wins a tournament, then there's a chance you don't go. Very likely you won't. But click, click, go second seed. If we win the tournament or top seed Sterling wins the tournament, who they clinched the KCC regular season title last night, then you're going to the NEI tournament. That's the quickest way there. Mm-hmm. Women's soccer took a very similar path. Mm-hmm. Finished second in the KCAC to Oklahoma Wesleyan. Lost in the tournament, but yet Oklahoma Wesleyan, the top seed, won the KCAC tournament. So then us and Oklahoma Wesleyan went to the national tournament. Yep. So that's kind of the, the path for the women's basketball squad here. And men's basketball, again, hosts and table going for their third straight win. Softball opened their season like yesterday at home. Mm-hmm. I should say even last night the games went a little bit long. Yeah. Um, but we started watching the women's basketball game actually during the softball game last night. Um, lost a couple tough wins, 9-7 to seven, the first game to Newman, crosstown rival. They were down 6 nothing. come back and tied it 7-7. Seven, seven. Newman scored a run in the 6th and 7th to win at 9-7, to seven, then won the second game 9-1. to one. They're in action tomorrow in Allen, Texas against Dallas Christian and Bellevue University. That, that schedule just kind of come up. Mm-hmm. Just now got, got official. And then baseball is home again tomorrow. They are 3-3 three and three on the season. Kayla, you're the game of men for baseball. Yep. So you're, you're involved in that. Yeah, I get to see it a lot. Yep, yep. We swept Peru State the first, mm-hmm. season, first series of the season. We lost three at Texas A&M, Texas Arcana. We're hosting Williams Woods University this weekend. Tomorrow, first pitch, 1 o'clock. Two seven-inning games, and then a doubleheader again on Saturday at noon. Yep. So pretty pretty big weekend again coming up. It's going to be busy, yep. It is. A fun, busy, but busy is the word for it. Absolutely. All right. Kaylee, got anything else to add? Did I miss anything? No. I don't think so. Or did we, we cover it all? Did, yep. we, did we cover it all? You and I, did we cover it all? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of our Talking with Friends podcast. We thank you for joining us. And, again, remember, if you haven't done so already, Download us and follow us on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to us. You never miss an episode on that. Um, We'll also post on our social media the links for that as well to to subscribe and follow us on both Apple iTunes and Spotify. All right. For Dr. Rob Ramsire, for Kayla, I am Levi Converse saying have a great day. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you again soon.